Why have you arrived with a knife? It's <gasps> the pie cast, bitch! <laughs> I, I, for some reason, was under the impression that you may have already started the pie. <laughs> no. <laughs> the pies are getting started now. <laughs> no. I came home, I didn't get home till almost seven. Mm -hmm. I made myself some dinner. I ate that dinner. And then I uh, took that little nap. And and here we are. (laughs) I have so much pie to bake and it's already nine o'clock. How many pies do you need to make? Well, so it is less how many pies and more how many apples. And the answer is 30. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you can't even eat them as you're going, because then you'll break out in hives. Oh, I will. I have a cup of cider on the table. <laughs> I packed an apple for lunch today. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to it. I wasn't hungry enough for it. But um, I packed it with a bottle of Zyrtec. <laughs> <laughs> I get this... I get this guy on TikTok who makes his roommates lunch boxes. He's like a chef, right? Yeah. And all I'm picturing is like this really nice laid out bento box and then there's just a, a bottle of Zyrtec in it. Oh, no, no. My lunch boxes are not those very nice bento boxes. I, I know also... that's not yours, but it's funnier I... if it is. I'm on the side of TikTok because I work with children. TikTok thinks that I'm both a teacher and a parent, both of which are incorrect. Mm-hmm. But it, but TikTok thinks that I am. And so it'll give me the like, this is what I packed my kids for lunch. I get those sometimes too. <laughs> my work lunch looks like a child's lunchbox from the 90s. <laughs> Fully. Same. <laughs> because today it was a yogurt, a fruit cup, a small bag of goldfish, and two granola bars. I literally make myself a sandwich. I pack little bites brownies, <laughs> a small thing of goldfish, yeah. some kind of fruit, typically a cup, but sometimes it's also a whole apple or grapes or whatever's on sale, and then a juice box. <laughs> I literally, I was in the break room at work the other day, and three of us in there, there was another girl who had probably an age-appropriate lunch. But three of us, one person had an Uncrustable. Oh, good. One woman had ghost-shaped veggie straws, and I had a juice box. Listen, it's hard out here. Truly. Whatever whatever brings you joy at lunch, and it's usually children's-shaped lunch snacks. Honestly, like, that that's my whole thing. Like, Every time why I should to- I be bored at lunch? Every time I go to Target, I look at the ghosts and bats pretzels. Oh, they're so good. And the only thing stopping me from buying them is that I don't need the box of 100. Oh, I was going to suggest you go to Costco and get If you haven't gathered, (laughs) Jay is currently simultaneously podcasting and beginning to make apple pie. 
with if the 40 apples that you may remember from a few episodes back. I was going to say, if you listened to one of our recent podcasts, you heard the story of how I ended up with quite the allotment of apples. Unreal. Um, the, the sad discovery since then is that apparently I'm allergic to apples. <laughs> Which is really sad because apples were my favorite fruit for decades and Mm -hmm. then i stopped being able to eat them because of some tummy issues Mm -hmm. and as soon as i was like my tummy issues are mostly resolved let me let me give apples another try hives (laughs) my whole my whole family my entire mom's side of the family is cursed with like weird adult onset allergies yeah. to like including very my including my mother and my uncle and my aunts and it's all like really specific foods. That's unfortunate. No one's like I'm allergic to nuts. It's like no, I'm allergic to these berries and these fruits. Mhm. I can eat this, but only if it's processed in this kind of way. Apparently apples was my curse. Um I was due for one. I yeah. got away without any allergies for two. <gasps> when I go to the doctor and they ask me if I have any allergies, I have to answer that question now. Yeah. I have always said nothing, just seasonal. Lucky you. What are you allergic to? I'm allergic to an allergy medication. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Which I... one? <laughs> so... Um, How has this never come up? I don't know because I'm like severely allergic to not like EpiPen allergic, but like really bad. Um, but basically, when I was like seven, um, I went to an island off the coast of South Carolina called the Fusky Island, and at the time they had a serious mosquito problem. Okay. And I am to begin with highly allergic to mosquitoes. Good. Like. Everybody gets itchy, but I swell like my, like softball size swelling. <laughs> it's intense. But I was covered head to toe in mosquito bites. Mm. And like I, my mom was lathering me in calamine lotion and they stay with me for days. Most people it like itches for a day and then it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> so she brought me to the doctor and they prescribed me this allergy medication. I'm assuming is what it is. I haven't really researched it into it. She gives it to me once. I break out in a full body rash and hives. <gasps> Mind you, for some reason, I don't know. This is 20 years ago, mind you. So I don't know if there wasn't like a generic or something at the time. Because it was a $200 <gasps> medication that, that my mom useless. had to dump down the toilet. She didn't want to save it for like herself. No, it wasn't, like, I, I don't know what it, hold on. Please hold. Um, and then, funnily enough, I have been allergic to this for my, okay, so it's an antibiotic, actually. Oh. I thought it was an allergy medication. I don't know why they gave it to me for an allergic reaction. That's fun. What is it? It's called Duracef. But funnily enough... <laughs> I have been allergic to this and known I've been allergic to it for almost 20 years now. And I've been writing it on allergy forms for two decades or like anytime they're like, I just found out in 2020 that I was spelling it wrong for 18 years. 
Damn, Al. I thought it was an A instead of an I in the middle. Does it make the schwa sound? Duracell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Duracell. Yeah, yeah. So, can I tell you uh, a true satisfaction that came to me in college? Please this is do. related, I promise. Okay. Um, and then I actually, I'm going to backtrack. I have two things. Okay. One, a very similar story to the one you just told. Mm-hmm. I was probably like six or seven breaking out in a rash. I don't remember why. I don't remember if I was like sick with something or if it was an allergic reaction. But mm-hmm. my dad starts putting some kind of lotion all over it while my mom's on the phone with the doctor. Mm-hmm. She, I have such a distinct memory of her walking into the ba- into my bedroom on speakerphone on the phone with the doctor so my dad could hear. Mm-hmm. And going, yeah, we've been putting whatever it was on it. And the doctor goes, oh, no, that will make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember all three of us effectively being like, well, shit. (laughs) Um, Anyway, also as a small child, I was not a strong speller. Spelling Mm -hmm. was not my strong suit. And I remember being like, I have a really hard time spelling words that sound like they have a soft e Mm. but it's not a soft e and it doesn't sound like an e it just sounds like like a flat sound and i would try and describe this to people and no one had any clue what i was talking about Mm -hmm. fast forward to being in college and taking linguistics courses it's called (laughs) a schwa it's a sound and it's literally a neutral vowel right it's just uh yeah and like so many of the vowels can make that noise all of the vowels can make that noise. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's not me saying so many of them. There are five, sometimes six. <laughs> and the so. Y. Uh, no, Y could maybe make it. I don't, I don't maybe, know. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I still can't spell. Okay. I, I was like fully 22 sitting in class being like, they mocked me for no reason. This is a real thing. You just had to wait a little while. Just peel my apple more aggressively. Well, just don't peel off your fingers, which is honestly one of my greatest fears when it comes to peeling things in the kitchen. Just, mm. <laughs> I do not have this fear um, for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I was the designated peeler at Christmas since yeah. I could hold a peeler. Okay, he, this might be where my peeler issue comes from. Because I also was told to peel potatoes at Christmas. But my grandmother, or maybe it was Thanksgiving because I didn't go to her house for Christmas. My grandmother had a peeler that was about as old as she fucking was. So oh, yeah, us too. I didn't now, trust it. <laughs> I'm going to give Elle a visual description of how I learned to peel things without mm-hmm. a peeler. Mm-hmm. Which I learned from my mother who learned from her mother. I'm going to have Elle react to this. Mm-hmm. And then give you the auditory description of what I'm doing. She's using a knife to peel. And you know what? That doesn't freak me out. What direction am I peeling? Toward yourself. Yeah, that's that doesn't scare you? No. Interesting. That doesn't bother me. It's huh. those stupid peelers. I These? hate them. Just generally peelers. Huh. But yeah, no, everyone in my family, like, peels towards themselves. Always with yeah. everything, and then I like went to Girl Scout safety class, and they were like, "Never peel towards yourself." And I'm like, oh, "I don't fucker. know how you would peel with a knife away from yourself." No, it feels more dangerous. I need my thumb there to stop the knife. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing: if I'm peeling like that towards myself with a knife, exactly like 
the finger that is in the way is my thumb and it is over the skin. You're hoping that the, 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 the knife doesn't come through. Right. But I'm worried about going down across my hand with the peeler. <gasps> See, I don't hold it like that, but okay. I get that. Yeah. yeah so anyway. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Spooky. We don't have a scary story. It's just talking about peelers. <laughs> Only play. I, this is so unrelated. Did you you told both of your stories now? Yeah, your schwa story and your, yes, um, and okay. the, the making my rash worse. <laughs> now, actually, this is kind of related. <laughs> um, so we talked about it briefly. Or talked about editing the podcast briefly last episode. Um, And I don't want to harp on about it. (laughs) But I was this week. um, Because sometimes it's frustrating trying to cut down what we're saying and make it still cohesive. Because shockingly, even though we put out over an hour long episodes, they start out much fucking longer. And we do a lot of callbacks. A lot of callbacks. It's when the callback has been censored. (laughs) So it's like, it can be really frustrating to edit this. But today, or not today, but this week, I've been having one of those weeks where I cannot listen to music. I really don't want to listen to music, but I need, I can't just sit in the car in silence. Um, So I started re-listening to Sweet Boys, the podcast. (laughs) And then it just made me feel good about myself because they are as unhinged as we are. Are you going to tell the listeners about our our celebrity experience? (laughs) I'm unwell. Elle is wheezing. Um, so speaking of the sweet boys, big fans of them here. Um, and I posted me watching Garrett Watts, Garrett Watts and Andrew Swiggy, um, but his new video on his YouTube channel. And he was like, oh, post, like, send us a picture of, or like, post a picture of what your listening setup is or watching setup is and tag us in it. We want to see. And I had a cauldron full of popcorn. (laughs) It was just a corn. (laughs) A cauldron full of popcorn, uh, a candle lit, and I was watching the video. And it took me so long to get to a point where, like, the balance between the screen and the candle and the popcorn, you could actually see everything. (laughs) So I spent way too long actually getting that stupid Instagram story that was on our story. And out of the first three people to watch it, Andrew Sawicki was one of them. Mind you, L loves Andrew Sawicki. I do. I'm hitting myself <laughs> that I didn't post it on my personal Insta. <laughs> anyway, I was very excited. Big fan. I don't want to peel apples anymore. You need to make pie. I'm only on apple number four. <laughs> How many apples go into a pie? So I'm making mini pies to start. Okay. And then I'm going to make a big pie. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to make more mini pies. I don't think you're going to have enough time. I know. Or you're going to be up all night. Good thing you slept for 12 hours last night. Dude, that was crazy. And I was I had two, co- three, two coffees at work today, but one of them was a venti. So like really three. Mm-hmm. And then I took a nap. 
So I don't know what's got me so tired. I don't know either. As I yawn. There's so much Apple in my laptop. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, wait. Before we get into the crux of the episode. How embarrassing is it that Liz Truss resigned after... (laughs) 44 44 days. days. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can't. The fact that, like, people were, like, comparing her to Maggie Thatcher and everything like that. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That was, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm like, really? (laughs) I fully, when we were talking about that earlier... Um, I was like, that's embarrassing. Like, she's giving us a bad name as women. Yes. Like, somebody's going to be, it's because she's a woman. Wasn't her quote, I'm a fighter, not a quitter? I don't know. I know very little about her. She did say that. I don't know when or in what context, but she did say that. In fact, that in the Reddit post about her leaving her position, Mm -hmm. the top comment is, quote, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. Always sunny music plays. Title card, Liz quits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, that was the interesting tidbit of news from this week. Or today, I should say. Today. This morning, I woke up. (laughs) Checked my phone. Snapped out. Liz just quit. (laughs) I was like, it has not even been two months. 44 days. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, can I? This is back to your apples. (laughs) So in college, in grad school, um, my professor, incredible professor, incredible archaeologist, like, love him. He's great. Um, But he would just, he would often have apples. But Mm -hmm. he would just pick it up, take a bite out of it. It didn't matter what part of the apple was at the front. It didn't matter if it was the stem, the ass of it, the side. He just would take a bite and he would eat the entire thing. Core, seed, stem, all of it. Apple seeds have cyanide in them. Yeah. It's really um, a small amount, though. But I feel like if he was doing this every time he had an apple... Right? Right. So, if he doesn't chew them, it should be okay. And you have to eat about anywhere from 150 to several thousand crushed seeds to die. I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about his tummy hurting. Uh, Yeah, well. But just, I was like... The first time he did it, I just stared at him. Or the first time I saw him do it, I just stared at him. I was like, did you just take a bite out of the core of your apple? He's like, yeah. It doesn't (laughs) taste good. No, but he's like, well, I just don't want to. There's no neat reason to keep it. And I'm like, you You don't want to eat it either. (laughs) You give it to the squirrels. Yeah, I literally, it's horrible, but I just throw apple cores and let the squirrels and shit eat them. There was one time I was at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and we had some leftover grapes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll feed the birds. Chuck these grapes in our yard. And then 
about four seconds after throwing grapes into the yard, remembered our friend's dog was coming over later that night. Oh, and no. And to my mom, I go, grapes are poisonous to dogs. Yes, they are. And we spent 10 minutes walking around the yard finding these grapes. No. It was one of those things where you, like, realize what you're doing as you're doing it, and it's just too late. Too late. Like, they're they are leaving your hand. Oh, no. My mom was like, are you sure? I was like, I am 900% positive that this dog cannot eat even one of these grapes. Depending on the size of dog. It's a corgi. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty small dog. Yeah, and she's old. Corgi. Yeah. Cutting up an apple. Cutting up an apple nice. with the good Ikea knife. Nice. I probably have the same one, though. Although mine is not good anymore because I've had it since freshman year of college. It's this one. No, it's not that one. Just kidding. It's the only non-serrated knife I own. Really? I bought a knife set from, I don't know, somewhere in grad uh-huh. school. And every single knife is serrated except for one. So I guess I have two non-serrated knives. Really? I had a hard time finding like a bread knife. Would you like some? I'll trade you for some non-serrated knives. No, I'm good. Thanks. My mother came to visit and went to cut something and was just absolutely appalled. She was like, why are all of your knives serrated? Please get new knives. (laughs) My mother just berates me for everything in my kitchen. So I feel that. I have a sign that says eat. My mother is a big fan of that. Nice. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Well, you're doing something very seasonally appropriate. I'm just gonna... Drink a very non-seasonally appropriate beer because it's peach. I wanted to have a drink with you tonight, but I think the fact that I like need to do all of this cooking means maybe not. You have apples to cut and should probably not be doing that under the influence. That was my thought. I It's my Saturday, so I'm having a wild yeah. Saturday night. Um, drinking a my last peach beer from the summer... I'm really sad about it. Summer's over. I know. It's going to be, I'm visiting our hometown this week, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be 70 on Saturday. Is it really? 68, but like that might as well be 70 with the sun. Yeah. Very true. Very true. We love to see it. Same weather here on Saturday. Ah! I'll get that tomorrow. What did you do? I dropped an apple on the floor. Oh. Not like a whole apple. I'm not going to leave a whole peeled apple on the floor. It's like a dime-sized piece of apple. Oh, okay. I feel like you could probably get it before tomorrow. Uh, I also feel like I could probably get it before tomorrow, but I get the feeling that by the time I'm dicing all of these apples, I'm just going to go to bed. Mm, fair enough. All right. Does this mean I have to launch into our story? Yeah. Uh, I think we're ready. Can you kill time while I finish this one apple and then I'll go wash my hands so I can touch my computer. Sure. Yes. Great. Thank you. Um, Another thing I remembered from last uh, episode, I opened up my lovely beer that I was very happy about and that I specifically said this one can't disappoint. I realized I didn't say what it was. Ah, What was it? It was a Guinness. Fair. Which... I mean, it was it's a Guinness in a can, so it wasn't the best I've ever had. But it, a Guinness, it, nonetheless. Yeah, there's something. As much as I love a like local brewery or a craft beer or something like that, 
there's something about one of them big names that just the consistency it's the consistency yeah and uh then when i was cleaning uh, like rinsing out the can uh for those of you who don't know guinness has i could just be cutting this out but i'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna model <laughs> um <laughs> um if you don't know in order to have the head that we all know on the Guinness, they put a bot- a ball in each can that's got oh, nitrogen in it. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a small ping pong ball. Like, that's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. And it keeps it having that, like, draft pour even out of a can. Sort of. But <laughs> me and my friends, when we were in lockdown at the kind of very beginning of the covid thing scenario <laughs> scenario that little uh, blip in history that we're experiencing <laughs> yeah right um we went to a park and all met up and like i was in ireland at the time and we were we couldn't we weren't even supposed to meet in groups of more than 6 right it was a very stringent lockdown i traveled outside of my travel borders to go to a park tisk, tisk. and sat in in this park and people had brought guinness and so we cut off the tops of like 12 of the cans and played beer pong <gasps> <gasps> with, with the nitrogen balls with the little nitrogen balls. that's amazing except we have these jagged fucking cans because i think my friend like cut it off with his pocket knife (laughs) why is this not like a college or redneck thing that we've heard of um because people just don't drink enough guinness here truly apparently not but like you'd think people would know like oh hey you don't have ping pong balls go buy a guinness Mm. i'd say they should market that but it's probably pretty dangerous yeah because you do have to like cut apart the can to get it out um, and easily slice your hand open. Um, and it's also a lot, like a little bit smaller too. So it's not, mm. it really but the only... can is smaller than a cup. Yeah. So the, like the cans work. Um, but if you were doing it into a cup, it'd be weird. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are my favorite apples too. What kind of apples? Macintosh. What? You don't like Macintosh? The only thing worse than Macintosh are the red and golden delicious. Red Red Delicious is the worst apple. Red Delicious is objectively the worst apple, but Macintosh isn't far behind. Why? Okay, every tree at this apple orchard was Macintosh, so they must be popular. They are popular. They're a very classic apple, but I think, like, give me, like, a Honeycrisp or a Pink Lady or Granny Mm. Smith is my top tier apple. I don't like Granny Smith. I've never had a Pink Lady pretty good um i'll take a gala or a fuji oh fuck a gala apple (gasps) i'm learning so much about you right now (laughs) i used to get i think they were trader joe's i think has gala apples and that's what i ate in college and like Mm -hmm. they just taste like a grocery store apple there's nothing good about it it's just an apple but it's crisper than a macintosh is See, I understand that Macintosh is kind of soft and that that's a downside for it as an apple. Mm-hmm. However, the flavor is so supreme that I think it makes up for its softness. Also, some of us have sensitive teeth. I'm just so... 
I'm just such a texture person when it comes to food. As much as I might like the flavor of something, if the texture is wrong, I will spit it out. I understand that. Yeah. Sorry, I started a second apple. We were deep into the discussion of apple brands. I know, I know. Um, and now I'm excited to eat this one. It's hurting my tummy and my skin. The worst part of the allergic reaction to the apples for me is it makes my hands burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like when my hands burn. Uh, no, most people don't. Actually, I put more apple in my mouth. Yeah, really. And, and drink the cider. <laughs> the cider's on the table. Okay, let me go wash my hands. Please do. I just tried to pause you with the space bar. Good, good. You might want to um, take out the headphones first before you walk away. Well, I was trying to pause you before I took out my headphones so I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Clearly, I'm invested in this podcast. <laughs> the podcast's so good, even we don't want to miss a thing. Alright, I'm back. Welcome back. Let me just reach over my pile of apples for my notes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an overachiever and bring you two stories today. It's very bold of you. I did not have the time to do that. That's fair enough. So I have one short story. Yeah, I'm curious to see which one you went with, because you gave me a little teaser of the two, but... Um, not to knock my own story. It's not as good as I wanted it to be, but I was elbow deep and didn't have the time to pivot. That's... Fair. And hey, <laughs> everything here is a <laughs> little bit unprofessional. <laughs> All right. So my sources for today's story are from The Little House of Horrors, okay. Burials and Beyond, and Whistling Shade. Ooh. This is the story of Raynham Hall. Raynham Hall is located in Borfolk, England. No, it's not. I can't type Raynham Hall is located in Norfolk, England, and his. <laughs> Continue. Raymond Hall is located in Norfolk, England, and has been on the property of the Townshend family for 400 years. Construction began in 1622 by Sir Roger Townshend. Unfortunately, he died the same year it was finished and was never able to enjoy his home. Damn. Townshend's second wife was Lady Dorothy Walpole. Legend has it that Townshend had been not the most pleasant to her um, and may have even had a violent side. And when he eventually caught her cheating on him, mm. she he locked her up in a room at Raymond Hall mm. and she was locked in the home until she died of smallpox in 1726. That's just asking to get your ass haunted. The first ghost sighting at Raynham Hall was in 1735, and this ghost is supposedly Lady Dorothy Walpole, who is further referred to as the Brown Lady. The, how do you end up with the Brown Lady? Um, apparently she is wearing a brown dress. So these people were not very creative in naming their... Um, spirits granted every like white lady is wearing a white dress so nobody is but like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it just seems like oh did you see the brown lady <laughs> like um, <what? laughs> there have been several sightings of the brown lady including one from king george the fourth really 
1836, Captain Frederick Marinat, I don't think that's actually his last name. I'm sure I typed it wrong. It doesn't look correct on my word document. Spent the night in the room where her portrait was hung in an effort to prove that the brown lady was a hoax. He spent two nights there with no issues. But then on the third night, as he was in the hall with two other men who were staying in the home, he saw someone walking down the hall with a lantern. And he assumed that this was a lady going up to visit the nursery. Later, when he had returned to his room, he saw her through the crack in the door. And she got closer and closer and closer enough that he could see the colors and see that she was dressed in brown. She grinned at him, and Mm -hmm. he was so infuriated that he shot her in the face with the gun that he kept under his pillow. That's extra. Also, she's a ghost, so the bullet went right through her head and landed in the adjacent wall. Well, at least it didn't hit another person. Yes. Now, the brown lady ghost is described as wearing a brown dress with a glowing face and empty, dark eye sockets. No. She has a diabolical and malicious grin, and Mm. claims of seeing her caused several of the staff to resign on site. Shit, I would too. I'd be out of there. I don't... Mm -mm. Mm. Now, this ghost was caught on camera in 1936 by Captain Hubert C. Provind and his assistant. This is considered to be the best known ghost photo ever taken, and is supposedly the most famous ghost photo and the one used most often to be used as, like, proof that ghosts exist. I am sure you have seen this photo. I'm sure I have, too, but I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Look up the brown lady. It's her on a set of stairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen this. And so critics have blamed, or I guess not blamed, critics have said that this photo is likely not really a ghost and that it's either just a double exposure or it's some always- grease on the lens. And mm-hmm. they claim they think it's a double exposure because the ghostly figure greatly resembles the statue of the Virgin Mary with it does her look dress little- and her hands in the praying position. And I kind of agree. It does look a little Mary. But I think, granted, I'm not super versed in double exposure and how it was able to be done at that time. But normally you would have more junk in the rest of the photo from what I know about double exposure. That would be my thought as well. Um, The photo was released as part of the first issue of Country Life in a feature on Raynham Hall. Hmm. There have been several other ghosts seen in the mansion. These include the caretaker and his dog, two children, and the ghost of the Duke of Mammoth. Interesting. Um, the Duke of Monmouth himself has a rather unpleasant story, which I shortened here for the sake of brevity. So the Duke of Monmouth, who is also known as James Scott, was the illegitimate son of King Charles II. He was accused of high treason for wanting to kill his father and forced to flee England. Um, then a bunch of stuff happened that I didn't write mm-hmm. down. And when he returned to England, he was arrested and sentenced to death. Yeah, they it do that took, for high treason. It took eight strikes with an axe to decapitate oh, him. Oh no. That that is a lot of a lot of axe strikes. <laughs> like um, I know he's probably dead a few into it, but ugh. as if that wasn't enough, after his burial, they realized that they had never had his portrait done. So mm. they 
dug him up, sewed his head back on, and then had his portrait done. I mean, like... I would really like to know if the stitched-on head was included in this painting. I'm going to guess not. Um, I didn't look it up because I didn't want to know that bad. What, he was the Duke of Monmouth? Yeah, James Scott. Found him. Uh, well, he's got a fun cravat or ascot, ascot on. Oh, so lovely. I think it's we're like s- you know that story about the woman with the ribbon on her neck. Yes, like that. Yep. Mm. Hate that. Mm. Are you done with your story? Yeah. That- <laughs> Feel like the end got lost there. It did. <laughs> well, so I googled. My my plan for this was that I googled number one most haunted place in the world. Mm. Did not give me a very specific answer, but it, there was an article that was like 40 of the most haunted places, and one mm. of them was Raymond Hall, and it was like, oh, the ghost of the brown lady who has a like a scary past, and it's the most famous ghost photograph, and I was like, wow. That mm-hmm. sounds great and interesting, and like there will be a lot of material. No, nope. <laughs> like there was more. There was more detail. I could have gone into like her life and his life. Yeah, but that's but, not like, the scary part. It's not the scary part. I was hoping they were going to tell us more about like the other ghosts that were there, mm-hmm. or like other hauntings. Um, I would argue that it is definitely not the number one most haunted place in the world. No. Like, I, so I have been regularly this month using, um, the list of haunted places on, um, Wikipedia, and it's garbage. So, like, even though I go on it every week that I'm, like, looking up a story, I never use it or any of the places that are on it, because it... Like, I've never heard of any of these haunted places, and I've heard a lot of ghost stories. I really give props to all the, like, haunting other, like, the other haunting podcasts for coming up with, like, good, long, creative, spooky stories. Because they're not that easy to find. They're really not. And, like, every source that you use has different information or, like, a different telling of the information. So, yeah. I was coming in, I was like, I'm going to be M. Schultz with all these sources and all these... No. (laughs) Here's this bitch. She haunts the house. End of story. And she wears brown. (laughs) I thought when you were telling the story about her, I remember a ghost story. And I, like, this is going to be bad because I don't remember it well. This is, was it last week I was talking about, remember how when you know a story in your brain and then you go to articulate the words and just none of them are there. And you're like, oh, maybe I don't know the story very well. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um, But like, there's a story of this, is it a locked door or something? I need more than that. I know. But people tell you not to look through the keyhole because there's like a ghost in the room right Mm -hmm. and then this could just be like a ghost story not even like a real haunting um whether or not you consider hauntings to be real generally (laughs) um well ghost stories are made up and hauntings some people at least think that they happen 
happened. Right. So I don't know which of this it is, but basically this guy looks through this keyhole a couple of times, doesn't see anything. And then one time he looks through the keyhole and right there is an eye looking back at him. I feel like I have seen a children's book with this on the cover. Yeah. It could be scary stories to tell in the dark. It might be. Which I Um, have back at my parents' house. I just watched Candyman for the first time. Did you? It was really good. I would recommend. And I think you could watch it. That's the one that's... Is that Chicago or Detroit? I don't remember. Um... You're asking for details that I don't pay attention to when I watch movies. Okay. Well, They're it's... in, like, a not very nice area, and it's, like, they describe it as, like, there's, like, drug dealers, and the people are frowned upon, and she gets mugged. Oh, mugged. I don't... Did you watch the 1992 Candyman? Yes. I did okay. not watch the 2021 Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do Chicago. Not stand horror... We do not stand horror remakes in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Chicago in Chicago. That's like an actual urban. Well, yeah, it's an urban legend. Yeah. I suppose. Yes, I've heard of the story, but I've not watched the sh- the movie. No. Um. It was what, good. How, how does why does he have the name Candyman? I thought he I was, couldn't like, figure that people. out. He does murder people. Um. Now, when I tell you I'm not good at watching movies, I don't pay attention to them. It's truly a problem and every time people are like have you seen this movie i am frequently like i don't know maybe because either i watched it or i read about it somewhere and the amount of content that i took (laughs) is about the same yeah um they definitely went into his whole backstory and the legend of him and i was definitely playing a game on my phone (laughs) see i am so the opposite. If I'm watching something for the first time, that it doesn't apply for subsequent viewings of the same thing. I am like glued to it. I will if I need to play something on my phone because it's not that I don't get distracted. Don't get me wrong, but I will pause the movie or the TV show or whatever it is, play on my phone for a little while, and then go back. Um, it's worse for me with movies than with TV. If I'm really invested in a TV show, I can usually sit and watch it. But movies, I have a really hard time paying attention. Peep that uh, maybe undiagnosed ADHD. Mm. Except, do you ever have a nap show? No, but I don't nap. Um, so I always have to have a nap show. Yes, which is the Love show Island. I have. And then when I try to tell you about it, then you're like, I don't remember that. Okay, I watched this whole season. No naps. No, you repeatedly told me you were napping. Shit. Well, <laughs> I watched more of this season than the last seasons. Or I would rewind. Um, I have, quote, watched an entire season of The X-Files. I think I've only watched two episodes. <laughs> no! <laughs> going, so I know, I know. It is good and I like it and I'm going to go back and rewatch them. Or um, you're not going to just fall asleep during them again. Well, I won't. I put the sh- I put the nap shows on when I'm going to take a nap. I'll just put them on when I'm not napping. See, I can't do that. It will keep me from napping. But isn't the point that I don't want to nap? Oh, you can't have a show on while you're napping. Yeah, that's the thing. 
No, yeah. I can't nap without the show. I can't fall asleep. Like, I can't fall asleep to music. I can't fall asleep to podcasts, to TV. Interesting. Unless, like, I'm in the car, then I will fall the fuck to sleep. I don't care if somebody's having a full-blown argument. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> when, um... When I can't fall asleep, I'll put on a TV or a podcast. Like, regular falling asleep, I don't want something on. But mm-hmm. if I'm having, like, an insomnic moment, I'm like, I need voices. I need sound. I, like, I'll do a, like, a, I have a, an app called Rain Rain. It's a, like, rain noise app. Mm-hmm. I'll fall asleep to the ocean pier sound. That's nice. That. I like That's that. That's very nice. So noise isn't necessarily it. It's if there's any words, I want to know what's being said because I'm a nosy bitch. There's a there's a, a playlist on Spotify called the it's like rain and lo-fi music mm-hmm. that I'm a big fan of for falling asleep to. That's like nice and gentle. Nice. No words. Was that three or four cups? Of apples? Yeah. There's I think I'm filling apples. I think I'm filling cup number four. I'm doubling the recipe, so I need six cups. I'm filling cup number four. Yes. Alright. I suppose we should end this episode. <laughs> Tell us, do you like to take naps? What do you listen to to fall asleep? Have you ever watched an entire show without watching any of the show? Which episodes of Survivor have you seen, and which ones did you sleep through? If you're like me, and you're binging all of it at once. Um, and as always, you can find us at... Not Too Pod... <laughs> Not Too Pod at Personal. <laughs> Not Too Personal underscore podcast on Instagram. <laughs> and I really hope that this episode was... Not you personal just a little bit <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs>